Do you ever wonder why the top brands are winning? It's because they provide customers with the one thing that most brands aren't. Simplicity. How can you learn from them and create the same experiences on a smaller budget? The Simple Playbook will help. You can get your copy at mattliles.com slash simpleplaybook. You'll get research and stats outlining why simple brands win. You'll get the six key behaviors to instill in your team to create simple experiences. And you'll get discussion questions to guide your team in simplifying your customer experience. Do you want to create an Amazon experience without having an Amazon budget? Download your copy of the Simple Playbook at mattliles.com slash simpleplaybook. Listen, your customers live in a complex world. Let's make it simple. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Simple Brand Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you create simple experiences for your customers and for your team members. Each week, we're bringing you amazing interviews with business leaders and authors who will teach you how to differentiate your business with the one thing your customers need the most, simplicity. Your customers live in a complex world. Let's make it simple. Now, here's your host, Matt Lyles. You know, it seems like we can't go through a whole week without seeing in the news where some business leader has been ousted from their company based on a communication that they had or based on some sort of action that they did that was against that company's brand. And as business leaders, we need to understand that we're brand champions of the company where we work. And with that, we have a responsibility to choose our words and to choose our actions wisely. And even if we're not in the public eye, we think about our own career. Our own career is tied to what people think about us, what people say when we're not in the room. And that's tied to the words that we use. That's tied to our actions. And those come together to define the level of influence that we have. The level of influence we have with our team members, the level of influence we have with our peers, the level of influence we have with our management and leadership, and the level of influence we have with our customers. And that's what we're talking about today. Your influence. Your influence can be a major barrier for your career growth. It can be a major barrier for your company's success. Good news, there's a way to develop and manage your influence. And we're talking with my friend Stacy Hunky today about it. Stacy's the author of the book, Influence Redefined, Be the Leader You Were Meant to Be Monday to Monday. She's trained and presented to thousands of business leaders to help them with their communication and their body language and to choose their words wisely. Her client list is vast from Coca-Cola to McDonald's to Nationwide, Boeing, U.S. Cellular, Discover, and 
my favorite, FedEx. And in addition to her clients, she's a TEDx MC. She's inspired thousands as a featured guest in media outlets, including the New York Times, Forbes, Entrepreneur, Thrive, Smart Money, The Economist, Business Week, and the Simple Brand Podcast. And she's a certified speaking professional. That may not sound like much at first until you realize and understand that the certified speaking professional accreditation is earned by less than 10% of speakers worldwide. That's how you know that Stacy is an expert at communication and body language. And those are very key in your influence with others. And that's what we're talking about today. Here's my interview with Stacy Hunky. Hi, Stacy. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, Matt. Thanks so much for trusting me with those followers of yours. Oh, thanks for being here. This is exciting. You and I met, oh, two, three years ago at FedEx. Yes. And it's been really cool to follow along with you and to see the work that you're still doing today. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks for following. And FedEx is a very dear and long-term client. So I'm glad we got a chance to meet there, but kudos to you for what now you're doing that brings us back together today. It's pretty cool. It is cool how it all comes back together. It does, doesn't it? Well, you know, I have read your book, Influence Redefined, and I have recommended that to a number of people over the past, uh, over the past year. But you know, I want to understand, you know, from your perspective, what's the greatest misconception that people have when it comes to influence? Biggest misperception, they believe they have more influence than they really do. And I know that's a really, really big statement, but the book really has the research, the data that we've been doing over the past 18 years to really prove how we can stand behind that statement. And I think that misperception comes into play because we go off of our feeling. We base how we feel determines the level of influence we have, or we base it on the years of experience that we've had, or we base it on years of experience personally, not just professionally. I truly believe that if you're going off of your feeling, you're going under misperception of how you feel rather than what everyone else is saying or what everyone else is experiencing when you're interacting with them. How can somebody get a better feel for how people are perceiving them instead of just going on their feel? Yes, we're, we're just jumping right into to the, the meat of it, Matt. Oh. Everything that I talked about and anyone that's ever heard me before or read any of our material is feedback is number one. The challenge is the type of feedback you're getting. You know, you and I both know that the good, nice job gets you nowhere in life. You really do have to find individuals from both angles, personally and professionally, that really tell you, what do you do? Body language. What does your body language communicate that works, that has impact, that is memorable in a good way? What are you doing? What are you saying that makes it difficult for someone to follow you? And this applies to all mediums, whether you're in person, you're virtually, you're on the phone, whatever it might be. So that's step number one. For those of your listeners who want to take it to the next level and really tap into how do I come across, we all know that the most effective way to that is through video. Seeing ourselves, observing and hearing ourselves through the eyes and ears of the listeners is what reality states. Until we do that, Matt, 
that's this piece of the guessing. There's such a misperception of how we feel when we communicate, even when we're listening. I still think listening and sitting still is communication versus what reality states. And I really believe that without feedback and video, you're, you're walking around guessing. You're relying on the unknown. You're relying on feeling rather than on fact. And I guess your own personal perception, which may be a bit skewed. Hugely it's skewed. I think when anytime you hear people say they don't like to see themselves on recordings or right now (laughs) that we're living this world of Zoom, there's a lot around talk around Zoom fatigue. And I was reading some science around it last week that talks about you're not used to when you're in a conversation, seeing things behind you, around you, in front of you and not used to seeing yourself. So that, that's a lot of stimuli that your brain waves have to try to balance through where you really need to focus. There's this uncomfortable feeling from what I hear from many that when they see themselves, it is different. When they hear themselves, it sounds different. So to get your arms around that, that's the uncomfortable part. But yet we all know that anything that's uncomfortable in life, if you can get to the mindset of being comfortable with that concept, that's really where the changes start to be made, the enhancements, the development is made. Nothing happens when we sit still. And that's why I really focus on recommending to our clients feedback and video or audio. And, you know, just little known secret. Honestly, the only reason that I'm doing this podcast is so that I can practice my audio and listen to my audio. Good for you. And, and I was <laughs> going to bring that up because this is, this is huge, right? You obviously record all these. I listen to any recordings that I do. However, your listeners can really take an easy step every day. Go to your phones. Record yourself oh, yeah. on your phone. We, we've got the technology to easily do it. I still am getting some of my clients not wanting to turn on their webcams. Now, I get it now if they're not camera ready, but even when we were fully in the corporate offices, we were trying to influence our clients to turn on their cameras because we knew that if we can't be in person, being able to see individuals just takes your relationship to a deeper level. And that deeper level is important because over time, that's where influence comes through. At that point, Matt, we would have clients that would say, oh, I, don't want to, I don't want to turn on my camera. I don't want people to see me. And I thought, but people have seen you all day. The, the camera is the eyes and ears. The, the camera is always on. You're always seen by others. Here's the good news. When you do get a chance to really take a look through everyone else's eyeglasses or through their eyes you really get an awareness of when you're in a conversation, how you're coming across. Right now, most individuals are not. So when I talk about increasing your self-awareness through feedback and video or audio recordings, playbacks, what that really does is when you're in a conversation, you know when you are saying too much, you're rambling, you lack brevity, you're not connecting, you're not engaging, or whatever the challenge may be. Without feedback and video playbacks, you, your, your awareness isn't there. Therefore, you can continue to make the same mistakes, stay stagnant, never grow, and, and influence doesn't happen consistently as often as it could. It can be uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable watching ourselves on video, listening to ourselves in audio, but I would also say that a lot of people are uncomfortable with feedback. It took me a long time to be able to get comfortable getting 
getting constructive feedback, like not, not just the pat on the back, hey, good, good job, Matt, but getting real feedback from others. And it's hard to hear. I think you made a comment. It's uncomfortable. Of course, it's all uncomfortable. But anything that requires us to truly develop is uncomfortable. So you kind of got to get over that, right? That's you right. You need to, to have the courage, not the fear that the discomfort is going to set you back. The feedback I hear from many of our clients, we want to be careful with the feedback. Our, our leaders have worked hard to get to this position. When I hear that comment, my response is, that's exactly why they need continuous feedback. They're in the face of the company, of everyone else. They are the name of the company. The feedback too, how you can make it to a point where you're more open to welcoming it is always prepare for the feedback. An example, Matt, would be if we, before we started this recording, if I would have asked you, here are the three things or two things that I want you to watch for, I want you to listen for, would you give me feedback after the recording is done? Another way of doing it, if we weren't recording and we were just having a conversation, you and I, you could also interactively coach me in the moment. I know that's something you and I did at FedEx. Anytime that you can get feedback in the moment, for example, ask your child, ask whomever you're sharing that home space with right now, perhaps during lunch today or dinner tonight, tell me when I start my sentences with so. Tell me when I'm saying too much, you're not able to follow it. That is feedback. The, the, the challenge is when we ask after the fact, how, how did I do? You, you don't get constructive feedback. And then you walk around life going off of the good, nice job while the true feedback is probably being stated behind your back and you don't realize it's happening. One big mindset shift for me was to recognize that given from the right people, feedback is a gift. And mm-hmm. if it's coming from the right people that, that, they're, that are providing me feedback, they're only going to provide feedback to me if they care about me. And that's really helped me. That, that's true. And I recommend it for no matter what line of work you're in or what position you have, the feedback always will be the gift. Sometimes it's the gift you don't want to receive. You do get to decide if you want to take it, if you want to take action on it. I do believe, though, if you ask for the feedback, do something with it. Like if that oh, individual, absolutely. right? If they had enough courage and time and to really focus on your communication to give you feedback, do something with it. Absolutely. Because that will encourage them to keep providing feedback. They'll say, oh, you know what? They're actually doing something with this. Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, and go- going back to getting real-time feedback. A couple of years ago in my career, I got some like really in-depth surveys from across a broad spectrum of people that I worked with. And one of the common themes that came back was I was overly animated and had overly animated facial expressions. And I know that must surprise you because I, I don't know how I can come across as animated. (laughs) I don't either. I was telling you, I was thinking I was going to ask you to work on that. (laughs) (laughs) One of my close peers that I worked with regularly, we were in, we were in meetings, you know, uh, multiple times a day. And I trusted her enough to say, you know, this is the feedback that I'm getting. This is something that I'm working on. Can you help me with real-time feedback? And we set up a system where if we were both in a meeting and I was acting overly animated, she would subtly 
tap her fingers on the table. And then I would know, oh, I need to dial it back. <laughs> that works. And it, it can be something as simple as that. I, th- I think feedback and part of feedback to me is still the video and the audio recording is part of your culture. It has to be part of your day-to-day. In my book, Influence Redefine, I talk a lot about how do you do that? How do you do it, create influence through your body language, through your messaging? The good news is we're in conversations all day long, no matter what medium we're using. You really can be focused and practicing one conversation at a time, practicing how you show up, how you stay showed up, how do people experience you. You can be doing that all the time. It's just turning on the consciousness of today, I asked for feedback at least once, or sitting there on Monday and putting your plan together for the week, I'll ask for feedback at least once a day for the next seven days. These are all items that you don't need to carve out extra time on your calendar. It's carving out the consciousness of really taking a close look. How do I come across? Am I multitasking on Zoom calls? I can't tell you how many times I've seen that in the last three months. And I wanted to say to that individual, your your camera's on. I I can see you, right? I mean, treat it just as respectful as you do when you've asked them to join you in a conference room. There's so many opportunities in our day to be asking for development around our communication, around our ability to influence. It's, it's like eating lunch every day. We, we have to eat lunch every day. Even if you do it at your desk, you still do it. Maybe that's another way to approach it, to really put your development into your day-to-day. And that's when it becomes routine because anything that becomes consistent in your behaviors starts to become permanent. That's right. If you can if you can build it into a habit, then it just becomes second nature. Exactly. You got it, right? Hooray. All right. Well, you know, what one of the things that's really intriguing is the way that you talk about influence and you talk about influence Monday to Monday. Mm. What do you mean by Monday to Monday? Yeah, everyone asks that, right? It, it's it's twofold. First, Monday to Monday is making sure that your communication is ex- consistent every day of the week. You, you cannot turn influence on and turn it off. And we all know people that do this. It's usually anything that would be high stakes conversation to them. A, a sales pitch, a boardroom conversation, a meeting with your leader, a presentation. It's about no matter when they see Matt, when they interact with you, they always get you. You always come across confident. You always come across knowledgeable, trustworthy. So that's the first part. Monday to Monday, there's never any guesses. Going deeper, in addition to Monday to Monday, behaving the same way. I shouldn't say same way. Consistently. Consistent, yeah. Making sure that your body language and your messaging, they're consistent Monday to Monday. Too many times I'll see individuals talking during a high stakes conversation and they're very knowledgeable and outgoing and charismatic and seem like they really care and they're connecting with their listeners. Then you see them off that stage. They're totally different. Or how many times have you, you probably maybe experienced this because I've heard this from other podcasts that I've done is before we interviewed, before we started the recording today, Matt and I, we did some small chatter. How many times, Matt, have you seen a person in that space with you different from when you say, okay, we're recording, roll on, here we go. And that's and then they're on. I mean. Right, they're on. And I get it. I mean, I all believe I, we write a lot in the book around adaptability. 
I'm talking about get the core skills that make you consistent. For example, you, you cannot um and ah with your friends and family on the weekends, then get into meetings, Zoom calls with your clients and not use a single um and ah. It doesn't work that way. It has to be all or nothing. And I think especially now with the so many changes that we're experiencing is who's going to stand out from all this noise. It's individuals that really feel connected with you. They feel engaged. They feel they can trust you. And some of that too, Matt, is part of having empathy. You're really communicating with empathy, meeting the individual where they're at. That is now another element I think that has come through all this that is critical to have influence Monday to Monday. Well, describe that further. Tell me more about empathy. How does empathy relate? Well, we don't, you know, when you first get on a call with individuals, you don't know what's going on in their world, personally and professionally. You don't know the layers that they are sitting on that they're trying to deal with. If we don't meet them where they're at, for example, I always, and this was something you and I did, you know, with everything that's going on right now, currently, as this is podcast is being recorded. I was curious where you were at. Where do you live? Are you in danger? Are you safe? Because if you were in a situation that wasn't pleasant right now, and I never address that, and immediately I just start talking about myself and what I plan on talking about during this podcast, you see the big disconnect. Mm -hmm. And that behavior, that approach to any conversation right now is going to drive people away. Please don't get confused though with empathy and sympathy. Oh yeah. You know, empathy is just really, to me, is you, you've got to listen. It doesn't mean you agree. You have the answers. But you're just trying to get them to a place where you now can meet them, where you now can talk through what can you do to help them. And if nothing, we, we just don't want to walk the path of sympathy because then I think you put a big spotlight on a problem that doesn't yet have a solution It'll be tough to drive the conversation forward. That's another piece of empathy. It really drives the conversation forward. That's a big key to influencing action. I think so because empathize with customers is one of my six behaviors for creating a simple experience. When you empathize with someone and they recognize that, they feel understood. And when people feel understood, they trust you more. So true. And it, that's part of meeting them where they're at. And we have to be so sensitive right now because we don't know what's going on in everyone's world. If they're focused on what's going on in their world, if you never acknowledge it, and I'm not saying acknowledgement is, I understand, I hear what you're saying, I think that's total fluff. When I say acknowledgement, it's really acknowledging the issue, the challenge that they're having, and then move on, then move on with the conversation. If you don't take that step, again, another step to empathy, they won't hear you. Or you sound like you're insensitive, you're, you're deaf to what's going on, which communicates you don't care. Who would trust that? Right. Instead, they might be on that call and continue out of respect to listen to you. But we're talking about influence happening sometimes long after an interaction has occurred. You, you and I both know that influence doesn't happen or the relationship doesn't get to the point where you're ready to reach that call to action in one email, in one Zoom call. It's a series of experiences that someone has with you over time. That series of experience, though, they can see that you're very consistent. That's what builds trust and that's what influences action in the long run. 
you know me, you know, I come from a brand management background and that's exactly what we teach. You know, brands aren't built overnight. Brands sure. aren't built by one big campaign or or one Super Bowl ad. They're built by the consistent incremental actions over time. It's the sum total of all experiences that somebody has. Oh, so true. And anyone listening right now, when we say brand, there may be a famous brand that comes to mind for them. That FedEx. They, right, FedEx, of course, <laughs> exactly. And you go back to those places, you rely on their service, you trust that relationship because you always trust you know what you're going to get. I have a FedEx store that's not far from me here in Chicago down the street, and I, I know what I'm always going to get. I know it's reliable. My packages will get there in time. They treat me right. And that's what you can also do, though, through your personal brand. I'm not talking about your company's brand because that's successful because they made it their brand. When it comes down to you and that client, it's not FedEx's brand only. It's now the experience they have with you. It's your personal brand. That's the consistency we want to work on. Absolutely. And like I tell people, uh, your brand should not be like a box of chocolates. People (laughs) should know what they're going to get. That's good. Exactly. I don't want people guessing. I think the biggest compliments I ever get when I show up for an event that I'm going to be presenting at, most of those conversations with the meeting planner, the buyer is all via phone, via email. We really haven't met. And when we meet, there's been numerous times they'll make comments of, ah, you're, just, you're just like you were on the phone call. You, you're so similar to, I'm talking to you live, Versus also when I talk to you via email, that's probably the biggest compliment anyone can get. So long as you're consistently acting in a way that people want. That's true. That's true. Here's the good news. If you think about all the conversations you'll have today, the conversations that you'll have this week, to some degree, you get to predict, you get to control the reputation that you want others to have of you. And it it all comes down to how do they experience you? So from the minute you show up to how you stay showed up, the conversation, the interaction, to also what you leave behind. And that may be a call to action, which is another element to influence. That may be follow-up. I'm amazed at how we forget that our silent behaviors also determine our reputation. Listening on a Zoom call or listening in a meeting, people are watching you how you respond, your timeliness to email response, your follow through. It is the full package. It's the sum total of every experience. That's right. Well, so have you ever had any experiences with, uh, you know, with clients or anybody else where, where you realize, Hey, I was talking with them in email or text or phone and they were communicating one way, but now that I'm with them in person, now oh, they're completely different. Yes. How do you manage yes. That? There's one, in, I mean, it's, ha- it's happened numerous times, but there's one that stands out in particular. It was a meeting planner. We communicated via email leading up to the event, maybe had a phone call. And I remember thinking, getting a little uncomfortable working with her, just very harsh. Oh. There was no connection, no engagement. Well, you know where the story goes. I meet her in person and I thought, wow, you are the kindest person. I got along with her. Well, I leave the event, heading back to the airport that day. I realized on my way back to the airport, I left my laptop. 
I left my laptop in front of the room where I was presenting. I was going to miss my flight. So I start texting her, asking her, you know, could they ship the laptop? How can we make this happen? And she was back to who she was as she was via email. Now, I really want to give everyone a benefit of doubt, especially someone like her. I really believe that a lot of individuals don't always recognize how they come across. And I only can stand behind that because of the workshops that my team does. If we're talking about video and audio recording, we do a lot of that with our participants. And participants are shocked. They're shocked when we sit down with them, we start watching their playbacks and they look at us and say, I had no idea. Oh, that's why Matt always said I looked upset in our meetings. I don't mean to be upset. I don't, I'm not upset, but I see that my rolling of my eyes is probably not what I want to be communicating. It's some things that become habit forming that we just don't recognize. Habit forming is right. We have to build new habits. Which which, which you can do, right? Oh, yeah. Somewhere you learned to start every sentence with the word so. You learned it somewhere. And I know that your grammar teachers never recommended that. Say so every time you start a sentence. It sounds really good. They would have never have told us that. But we picked it up. We picked it up from somewhere. I always tease my participants who have little kids or even teenagers. I ask them, what is your kid's communication like? Oh, my goodness. And I would say easily nine out of 10 times, they'll grin at that and they'll say, oh, I'm constantly telling them to get to the point. I'm constantly telling them, stop saying you know. Or like. Right. And And we pick it up. We pick up those habits. But that means you can change the habit as well and develop one or two, or a series of them that really represents your reputation in a way that you can be proud of every day of the week. I have two boys, 10 and seven, and they've been video chatting a lot with their friends. And afterwards, you know, sometimes it's not what, what my son says, it's what other people say. And I'll, I'll provide feedback saying, Hey, don't do this. You know, and the biggest thing that I'm hearing from them is ending their sentence with, so, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you telling me I have a whole nother generation to get my hands on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think so, yeah, is the new um and like. Good. That's comforting. I'd like to believe I've got some job security. There you go. You can get ahead of that trend. That's right. When it comes to influence, what are some of the biggest traps that you see people falling into? What are the things that hold people back the most? The, one, the first one, and then I'll break it down deeper, is the lack of self-awareness. I'm, I'm so amazed by body language because you're physically, you're doing what you're doing. You're saying what you're saying. The disconnect of not realizing how we come across. That, that, that's number one. The second, lack of brevity. Mm. Uh, how many Zoom meetings have you been on that you're thinking, this could not, this is never ending? And we, we just have said the same thing over and over. It's a lack of brevity, getting to the point, making sure that you're using pauses to give thought to how can I have impact through my message with less words? That's powerful. The third, with the amount of technology that we have and the need to constantly be multitasking, We've lost the real genuine ability to connect and engage with people. I mean, staying focused, having one conversation at a time, 
imagine how much more you'll accomplish when you are not multitasking. But there's been numerous studies on this, Matt. One in particular still talks about no matter what generation you are, no matter what personality type you are, that when we multitask, our productivity will decrease by 50%. When we multitask, switching from subject to subject, I shouldn't say subject to subject, activity to activity, it will take us up to six-minute increments to refocus on the next task at hand. As I hear myself saying this, I'm to blame. If I'm working on a project (laughs) on my laptop and I I keep my email open, I, I am back and forth and back and forth. When it comes to meetings, though, that's the time I'm there. I am all in because I also know that you don't have to do this with me today, Matt. You don't even have to share it after this. I want to respect you, your time, and truly make you feel like I'm honored to do this and I care, which not only will come through you and our conversation, but it also is communicated with those listeners. That's the least that you can do in a day is stop the multitasking when you're talking to someone. Just give them the respect. The fact that it doesn't always happen with the other conversations, I'm guessing they're having throughout the day. Think about how you're going to stand out, which is a good thing. Oh, yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of influence that can be built with being present with somebody and giving your full attention to them. And to me, that, that also goes back to empathy. People love to feel like they're understood and they love to feel like they're valued. Yes. And to be heard. Yes. That's easy. That is something we should all be practicing right now with family members. Maybe if you're living alone, the Zoom calls that you're doing with your friends, if you're still doing those. <laughs> or, and I only say I only laugh because I know there's a lot of fatigue going on out there right now. Or even just with your children. Well, imagine the power that what we're communicating when we're really connecting and engaging with people. And that's when people start to open up and start to offer even more or start to so buy into whatever you're saying. So true. I'm, I'm working with a sales organization right now. We're talking a lot about communicating with empathy. They're saying they're having strong quarters. During all this stuff going down, they're having strong quarters. That's great. And when I asked them what was going on, they said it really is the empathy because through the, through the open-ended questions – through the getting to know their clients on a more personal level, their clients are sharing more about their needs, their clients' needs, their challenges, whatever it might be personally and professionally, which that's what's going to allow you to really adapt your message to what is important to them. And I know we talk a lot about adaptability. We just, a lot of people don't do it. If you let your listeners, your customers, your teams, let them do the talking you're busy really trying to figure out what are they really saying and how can I come in to that conversation at a much stronger level that does get me to get them to act on my recommendation a lot quicker than if I didn't have empathy. When you focus on empathy, then it forces you to really listen to others. And if you're really listening to others, then you're not trying to focus on, well, what can I say next? To your point, what you said you're listening to what people are saying. You're listening to what they're not saying. You're, mm, you're listening to their questions and you're listening to the questions behind the questions. That's key. And that's deep, right? Just because a client says to you, ah, oh, we don't have the time to do that. 
to me, time, budget, depending on the situation, I, I, I think there's more there. I think you haven't really communicated the value. And to help them understand that you're not just focused on your own tactics. You're focused on their goals and how can you help them achieve their goals. And who wouldn't want to follow that? Who wouldn't want to trust that? Especially because we don't see it a lot. I don't see it a lot. That suddenly when you have someone taking that empathetic approach, you, you know, read between the lines here, you're going to stand out from the crowd. Influence is also influencing long after the conversation has occurred. They'll remember you. Whether they say yes to today or they don't say yes today, I, I've got proof of just running the business that I run how clients come back to us years later, where three years ago, four years ago, we just had someone come back to us. We're still working on the deal. I, I shouldn't jinx it. I have not worked with this group. It's been over seven years. And they recently wow. came back and we're just examining of how we can work with them. Even if it doesn't work out now, I know I've made the reconnection. And that's just, that's seven years have gone by. When I say consistency, which brings up another point, Matt, it's also being consistent to build that relationship, not just when you're in person or you're via Zoom, take advantage of the many other ways we can do this, and that's through social media. Make sure, though, that what you're posting out there is you. I see too many times inconsistency there where I know the person personally. I watch and I read their Facebook feeds or their Twitter, whatever it might be, LinkedIn. It's a different person. You want to be really careful with that. Oh, yeah. It has to be consistent and you have to be the same person no matter where you are. Exactly. Stacey, we have learned so much from you today and I really appreciate this, but I know you have a lot more lessons to teach people. Where can people go to learn more from you? Thanks for asking that. And I, I truly, when I say this, reach out to us. We are all over social media. We don't sell on social media, Matt. We truly are just pumping. We want to pump resources out there to help people in any way we can. All you've got to go is go to our website and you can, whatever is your favorite social media that you want to follow, it's Stacy with an E-Y, H-A-N-K-E-I-N-C.com. And then in social media, you're in all the places. All the places, yes. <laughs> and we do, you know, during this time, we've been sharing very brief videos via LinkedIn, our YouTube channel once a week to really help people still be developing their influence, developing their communication when we are living more of a virtual world. Oh yeah. Developing your influence hasn't taken a pause right now. I mean, it's, it's just in different channels and in different environments. That's a real, I'm going to steal that from you. I like that phrase. Developing your influence doesn't take a pause right now. And that's really the, the big push we're telling our clients too, is now more than ever, Virtual is a tough environment, especially if it's not something you are used to on a day-to-day. -day. We, we all, most of us, we love that human connection, that in-person connection. You still need to be developing your people. Now, I think more than ever, prep them, prepare them so that when we do get back in person, they are so much stronger than when we went to our homes. That's right. When we get out of this, and we are going to get out of this, the people that have continued to focus on developing their influence are going to be that much stronger. Right, exactly. One last question before we go. If you were to create a soundtrack for Influence <laughs> Redefined, 
what songs would you include? This is all over the place and I'm laughing because I think it's more of my, my journey through all of this. Oh, fun. All right. Where should I start? I'm going to start with one first, Confident. That, that's no surprise, right? Right. Oh, I've got <laughs> I'm kind of looking through my list. What should I throw at you next? I love Let's Get Loud with Lopez because I'm all about, God, just stand out there and do it. And then I've got to go on the countryside, and I am a country girl, so I need to go Country Girl Shake It For Me by Luke Bryan. <laughs> and then I know, and then I've got to go with the good old Eric Church holding my own. Oh, very good. There you go. That's, yeah. that's the, the snapshot. Otherwise, I would have, I'd spend hours just talking about the songs that I'd Oh, want. of course. No, but that, that's, that's fantastic. And you know, I'm, I'm here in Nashville, so I get the country vibe. You do. I'm envious yeah. of you. You definitely do. It's a great place to be. Awesome. Well, Stacy, it was great seeing you again. Thank you so much for joining me. And I love all the lessons that you've been able to share. You're welcome. It was so good to reconnect with you. Thanks so much for again for trusting me to do this. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Have a good one, Stacy. You too. Take care. Right. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed my talk with Stacy Hunky. And I hope you walk away with an understanding of how valuable your influence is to your brand, to your personal brand, to your company's brand, and how valuable your influence is in how you're able to interact and collaborate with your team members and your peers. And there's a whole lot more you can learn from Stacy. Again, you can visit her at StacyHunkyInc.com. You can go and buy her book, Influence Redefined. I'll put links to both of those down in the show notes, as well as a link to Stacy's playlist. But one thing I want to call out right now is that a number of coaches and a number of speakers are still playing the wait-and-see game because they're not able to travel and be in person with your team members. Stacy Hunky is one of the very few coaches, one of the very few speakers who has easily pivoted into creating more virtual events, creating virtual ways for her to work with her clients, for her to speak to her clients' team members. It's a lot easier right now for her to be able to access your team members through a virtual setting. And I want to make sure that you understand that opportunity and understand that, as we were saying, your development and your team members' development shouldn't take a pause right now. And it's really simple to have someone like Stacy come and still work with you and work with your team virtually. Hey, I hope you're enjoying listening to the Simple Brand Podcast. I love having you with us today. Um, I'd love it if you hit the subscribe button. And when you do, that's going to be a lot simpler for you to get future episodes. We've got some great episodes coming up, lots of more great interviews, lots of fun guests, more lessons from me, Matt Lyles. So hit the subscribe button, and then you can automatically make sure that you get those new episodes as soon as they're live. Until then, keep it simple. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Simple Brand Podcast. Want to make your listening experience simple and automatically receive each new episode? 
visit our website, simplebrandpodcast.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. If you're finding value from the Simple Brand Podcast, leave us a rating or review. That helps us get the show to the ears of the people who need it most. Be sure to catch Matt right here next week. Same Matt time, same Matt channel. Until then, keep it simple. Simple.